0: Right. Salvation is difference between going to heaven, and going to hell. It is extremely important, especially to humans, because it's all about us. You know, mm-hmm. we're either going to heaven or hell.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much probably one of the the biggest main topics about having a relationship with God. Your your religion, the, the religion itself, is salvation. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the whole point of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, when we're in heaven. We're going to be partying. That's why we want to go to heaven. We're going to have parties. We're <laughs> I mean, maybe not like the parties we have here. You know, but <laughs> we're going to spend time with God forever. We're definitely you know? going to be
1: happy, joyful, peace, definitely. Yeah.
0: And we're going to be serving.
1: We're mm-hmm. going to be
0: happily serving. Mm-hmm. Some people get confused and they think we shouldn't be servings, I mean servers, and we should just be leaders and mm-hmm. lead our own companies and own our own stuff and stuff like that. But serving's good. If you're going to be a good leader, you better know how to serve.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely once we're in heaven you know reunited with our creator we're gonna have like this this innate desire to want to just please him to want yeah. to show him how great he is and how meaningful he is to our lives and and yeah you're right like a lot of people right now they've got that drive to want to be independent and build up their own empire but it'll be very different you're not going to have those type of selfish ambitions while you're yeah. in heaven
0: yeah it's gonna be crazy because we're actually gonna see god and it's gonna be because mm-hmm. he's not made of time, space, or matter, so it's going to yeah. be something else. I yeah, don't know. heaven
1: itself will be absolutely out of our imagination.
0: That's, yeah, it's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. I'm Alex, and this is Eddie, and we are reaching for the Bible. Amen. So, can we lose our salvation?
1: No. No, you cannot lose your salvation. I know that's probably one of the hottest topics with uh, individuals learning about Christianity, uh, new believers, you know, fearful of losing their salvation. Uh, but no, you, you you should have a confidence in recognizing you cannot lose your salvation.
0: Mm-hmm. What about when it when you when you deny the Father? It says in the Bible when you deny your Father, or when you deny me, um, I will deny you before the Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know. If we deny Jesus, like oh, we believe one day, and then you know six years later, uh, something happens where we're in the middle of a party or something. And you're like, don't you? Believe, someone comes up to you, don't you believe in Jesus? And you feel a little convicted, like no, I don't believe in Jesus. That was mm-hmm. just something I did back then. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you still going to heaven? Well, well, I mean, let's let's talk about Peter when uh, when 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 they took Jesus on the night that he was going to be out crucified, and uh, even Jesus mentioned to Peter. Before the crow crows, you will deny me three times. And with for Jesus to know the future and for him to know that, he still sat down and broke bread with Peter. He still loved him as a brother. You know, he didn't, he, knowing that Peter was going to deny him, he didn't deny Peter. Mm-hmm. So even in that, I mean, it's an, it's an example, a showcase of real time what happened. You know, Jesus knows your heart. He sees you and, uh, and he's a just God. He's a just and righteous God, so he's, you know, it's definitely kind of circumstantial in that in that part. You know, I believe very much when he says, "If you if you are to deny me, then I will deny you to my Father in heaven." I think it's a it's a lifestyle. If your lifestyle was denying Jesus, continually hardening your heart towards him and never receiving him, uh, no, but yeah, blaspheming the Holy Spirit is uh, the only sin in the Bible that says it's unforgivable, <clears throat> and even then there are different schools and thoughts of what that even means and how to do it. Um, I'm not going to go too in depth in all of them, but the one that i very much do believe to, to understand is accurate is blaspheming. The Holy spirit is something that you can't even do right now in present time that it was only something capable of being done while Jesus was walking the earth. Mm. It talks about the magistrates and the, um, the Sadducees observing Christ perform miracles in real time in front of them, and they attributed his power to demonic power.
0: Okay. Remember,
1: yeah. and and he says, you no, know, th- they will say, um, it is by it is by the power of devils or the king of devils. He has the authority to 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 to, re- to repeat to repent to the devils to pull, to pull them out. And then he says, he says, how can how can the owner of his own stronghold um, rob his own home? yeah you know something of that nature i'm paraphrasing here so it's like that's impossible i can't do that i would it would it would i would break my it it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. so he th- those sagistrates they were they were uh, attributing his power to demonic forces and in doing that they blasphemed what the holy spirit was doing and they yeah. didn't receive it they saw it firsthand per- like and this is a really crucial and important part about our current walk with christ is that unlike when jesus walked on the earth those individuals, they did not have to rely on faith
0: mm-hmm. to believe. Yeah,
1: They had the living Jesus in front of them walking and telling them that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And to deny him even then, that would be the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Like You didn't have to rely on faith. You had Jesus right in front of you. Yeah, you know, he's telling you this is the truth. He's the living Word. He's the Word made flesh, right in front of mm-hmm. you, and you're denying him. You're, you're even more so attributing his powers to demonic forces. Yeah, and that there was the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, something that we can't do anymore because Jesus is not walking amongst us, and we have to rely solely on our faith. Yeah, and believe
0: that yeah. it's all true. Yeah, we have to kind of blindly, blindly. You're not able to see it, mm-hmm. but you know it's there. Exactly. Believe in him. Yeah, in Romans eight twenty. Sorry, no, in Romans 10, 10, 9, no, 10, 9, and 10. No, it's right before that. It's 7. No, it's it's 6. All right, yes, I see. All right, Moses writes uh, this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the, per- the person that lives by the righteousness of faith... But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven or who will descend into the deep. But what does it say? It says, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart that is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. So the message of faith is, is um, you got to speak it and believe it in your heart. You can't mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. It's by speaking and believing. And that's,
1: that, <clears throat> that's the relationship we have now. It's the only type of relationship we can have now mm-hmm. without Jesus walking amongst us it 100% relies on us reading the word holding it in our heart proclaiming it with our mouth and believing it with our mind and soul you know that's that's the only way we can walk this walk of faith right now is just leaning in this belief that it that it's true you know yeah. and, and there's a special reward for us in that you know contrary to the people walking with Jesus at that time mm-hmm. you know they didn't have to lean on a faith they had him walking in front, telling him, you know, the rights and wrongs, and how to go about life, and that there's a creator out there, and he's the true and only God, and you know, and I'm the Word made flesh, and I'm the I'm I'm going to be the Savior, I'm the Lamb that's going to be slain, literally telling him this, and and in that moment to deny him and, and even attribute his power to demonic forces, that's what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. So yeah. there's there's a big thought in theology that is something that you can't even do right now, yeah. and. And even if it was, a lot of times, you know, it's usually Christians that feel like, you know, newer Christians, maybe not as mature in their walk or haven't spent as much time in their walk. Something will happen in their life. You know, maybe something traumatic will happen. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe, you know, to go on an extreme side of the spectrum here, maybe they lost their mother in a car accident and it was traumatic. It was out of nowhere. And they could be very, you know, heartbroken from that. It could be a, a very awful experience and they could be very mad at God. Like, God, if, if you're such a loving God, and if only good things come for you, why would you let this happen? You know, I prayed so much for my mom to, to be revived in the hospital. I prayed so much for her to come back, and she didn't. You know, and it, it'd be very understandable for that individual to be very hardened to God at that time, to be very mad at him. And and in that moment of anger and frustration to say something like, I don't want to do, I don't want to deal anything with you anymore. I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to believe in you. You obviously don't exist anymore because you didn't save my mom, you know? And then, you know, and, and they could walk that walk for a couple of years and maybe something happened where they find themselves back in a church. They find themselves wanting to be in that relationship again with God, but then they're fearful. It's like, did I just blaspheme the Holy Spirit in, in, you know, those years ago when I said I didn't want to be with him anymore, when I said I didn't want that anymore? Did did I commit the unforgivable sin? Can I not mm. did I lose my salvation when I was in that anger? Can I not get it back? So I'm here to say like, no, that didn't happen. You can't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. But yeah, if it brings you any assurance, if you're at a point in your life where you're even like fearful that you've lost your salvation, then that means that salvation is important to you. Yeah. And that means that you, you do, in fact, desire it, that you do, in fact, desire a relationship with God, that you do, in fact, still have that conviction in you that there's something more to this life, and it's it's God, and I want that. That inside of you, that desire, means that the Holy Spirit's still there with you. The very fact that you are mm-hmm. desiring that, that you're fearful of that you've lost your salvation, that is evidence that, that conviction that Holy Spirit is inside of you still and you have not lost your salvation. You have not yeah. lost the Holy Spirit from you. He's still there. Yeah. So I, I say it as an assurance. You know, if if you find yourself down that rabbit hole of thought, like have a confidence that you did not lose your salvation.
0: Yeah, Satan always tries to put put doubts mm-hmm. in, in you when you are saved. But mm-hmm. if you're not saved, he's gonna leave you alone. He's gonna be, like, Yeah, yeah, keep living your life, you know, I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna make your life better mm-hmm. since you're not following Jesus.
1: Exactly. Yeah. He wants to use that guilt. He wants to use that guilt, the condemnation, the legalistic mindset that you could do right, you could do wrong, and Mm -hmm. you can mess up, and and you can lose favor in God. He Mm -hmm. wants you to fall down that rabbit He wants you to live
0: by the law, not by the spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he doesn't want you to live by faith. He wants you to live by, you got to not lie and and do this and and tell people about God Mm -hmm. so that you can go to heaven. When in reality, you know, when you mess up, it's going to hurt a lot more than if you're living by faith. Mm -hmm. You know, the devil's got you right there, so... Uh, yeah, and we we don't want that for, for anybody, and we want to warn everybody that, you know, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, it says in the Bible, live by faith. And uh, I, I wanted to ask you, first off, in that scenario when the parents die, what if the person that, like, was kind of mad at God dies before they go back to church, and mm-hmm. they still go to heaven, right?
1: Yeah, they would still go to heaven, because, you, know, you know, as you understand the Word, when you do that prayer of salvation— And you receive Jesus as your Savior, right? And what all that means is you acknowledge that God sent His Son to this earth, that He lived a perfect life. He died on a cross as a sacrifice for you. So when you do that prayer of salvation, you're accepting that that happened, and you're accepting Jesus as your sacrifice, Mm -hmm. right? And when that's done, He's the ultimate sacrifice, the perfect Lamb that was slain. His blood covers your sin, past, present, and future. So everything. So even in that moment of that that angry that that anger and that sadness if you were to say something you know contrary to god and say something that you didn't want anything to do with him anymore you know you pushing him away god didn't know this moment was going to happen god yeah. didn't know you were going to do that yeah. and he he forgave you of that moment he forgave you of that sin so yeah if if something were tragic to happen to you and you never got a chance to, to repent. You never got a chance to go back to church and and get yourself right with God again. And I say that with quotes. Get yourself right with God. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Yeah. Um, he would still forgive. You'd still go to heaven. That's
0: good. That's good. And uh, another another side of that kind of mindset is: What if you're having doubts? Like, do you really? Did you really believe when you accepted Him um, the first time? Mm-hmm. You know, before anything bad happened, and then something bad happens, but. You didn't really, like, believe in him when you accepted Jesus. You just went up there and said, yeah. And yeah, we went through the motions. Maybe, maybe, you know.
1: Yeah, you went to like, a camp with him. your friend or something and maybe, like, swayed in emotions. Or it, yeah, like, maybe you grew up with your family. That's just what they believed. Like, I never believed it myself. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I was just born into this. Going along
0: with the ride, yeah. Exactly, yeah. What about that?
1: So those type of things, uh, first off, God knows your heart. Mm-hmm. He knows your heart. He knows where you're at. Yeah. Um, He's a just and righteous God. You know, I don't know if you've ever come into a situation, maybe like at school when you were younger or something, maybe elementary, middle school, where you were trying to do something and it came off wrong and your teacher got upset with you and you're like, that's not what I meant to do though. Like it was supposed to be like this, but now I'm in trouble. You know, like God knows your intentions. Yeah. He knows your intentions. He knew you didn't mean to do wrong. Whereas us as earthly, we don't get the whole picture. We don't get the perspective. We didn't get the background story. How did it all lead to this? You know, they don't see that behind it. Yeah. But so with God, he knows your heart. He knows your intentions. And even if you aren't convinced that you received him as your savior, even if you aren't convinced, God knows your heart. If you if you do try to live your life according to the word, if you're trying to subdue the flesh in an effort to uphold his will, he sees that in your heart. So that's the first part. The second part is there's nothing wrong and there's nothing in the Bible that says you can't do this. If you're questioning if you if your prayer of salvation years ago was real or not, if it was authentic or not, you can do it again. You can do it again right now. Like If you feel like, God, I don't know if that first time I said it, if I just was going through the motions because everyone in the audience was doing it. You could do it with like, God, I want to do it for real right now. You know, you could pray right there by yourself. It doesn't need to be in a church. It doesn't need to be with a pastor. It doesn't need to be with anybody. And in that moment, then you can, you know, have that that kind conv- of convincing moment for yourself that it, it did happen. I did take him as my savior.
0: Along with that question, like not believing, you know, the, the parable of the four seeds or the four mm-hmm. soils mm-hmm. that put one went in the, the weeds, one went in the rocks, yeah. one went in the path, one went in the, the good, the good soil. soil yep. For the, for the three that went on the, the wrong soils, the, the path and the rocks and the, the weeds or the drought one, um, which ones of those like if you let's start with one if you accept Jesus and then you spring up and you're all you know all this you're you're the one with the weeds and the weeds come up and choke you you know the the world comes back and shows the how... one the one
1: that springs up quick mm-hmm. is that they have no roots.
0: Oh okay yeah, yeah and yeah.
1: and when the the scorching sun comes which is like the trials and tribulations oh, the trial. of the world okay. um then you wither away quickly mm, cuz you, you don't have no have roots. Faith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The weeds is where you continue to surround yourself with with bad influence. You can okay. t- you don't change your lifestyle. You continue living in the world and you get drowned uh, by the weeds.
0: Okay. Yeah. For 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 either one of those. Yeah. Is that like you'd still go to heaven or you know? Yeah.
1: So you... the parable of the four different soils is a is a metaphor for your heart, and it's not necessarily a, it's not a metaphor for the type of person who when they do everything right, they're going to go to heaven. What it means is, and I, and I don't know if, if you've had uh, experiences with like this with, with people that you might have brought to, to church or to, to salvation, where you introduce someone to God and maybe they're on fire for God, right? They're like, they're, awestruck and they're in this effatuation stage with jesus they love him so much and to know everything about him and they're like just reading through the bible at hyper speed and trying to get everything going to every church service every yeah. church thing right and i don't know if you've seen this i have a handful of times have, yeah. where three four five months down the road it dies off it dies yeah. off
0: yeah i've seen that
1: and yeah. and they maybe aren't in the world like they were before but that passion is gone they're not doing it anymore and that would be the one where they spring up quick and there's no and they roots. they have no roots,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: But they're still saved, okay. right? The other one would be, like I was mentioning, you, you, you pray the prayer of salvation, you accept Jesus as your Savior, and you mean it genuinely, but you don't change anything in your life. You still mm-hmm. hang out with the same crowd. You still are out there doing the same things remember the, the blood of Christ forgives you of all sins past present and future so if you receive him as your Savior he's forgiven you of everything even if you don't change your walk even if you don't change your life he has forgiven you right and in this point you you're you're teetering and tottering with abusing the grace mm-hmm. but you are forgiven but you haven't changed anything right so there's not much fruit being developed there
0: yeah
1: and then uh, one of the other finally you know, there's, there's a third one but the last one the good soil. That's, it's the type of relationship that's encouraged for you to have as a Christian, and it's, yes. it's 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 a steady. This isn't a sprint. It's a it's a it's a mar- it's a it's a marathon, right? When you're running this thing, um, he wants you to be steady with your relationship. He wants you to learn the Word. He wants it to be a lifestyle, something that you continue on throughout life that you you know foster in with your family when you get to that point. And you you're just reading your Bible and you're praying. You're being diligent and you're working on that relationship with God that's what he encourages us to to have that type of relationship. He doesn't want us to have this emotional wave up and down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to continue living in the world like we had been like nothing changed. Okay. Um he doesn't want us to to not do anything and not have any roots, not have any 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 growth and just be stagnant, you know, and just be trampled on. So it's a, it's a it's a condition of your heart and how he encourages us to go about our relationship. It's not about you want to be like this soil because that's the only way to heaven.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the it, other three are yeah.
1: not the ways to heaven. That, that's not what it's yeah, about. Yeah,
0: it's not a it's not a salvation parable. Mm-hmm. It's about the heart. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that because it up real yeah, because well. if you if you genuinely pray the prayer of salvation, like we have to reside in this faith and 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 confidence that no, He's forgiven my sins, past, present, and future, all mm-hmm. my sins. So if I continue to live in the world like I had been. But I genuinely did receive them, and I don't. I don't know any better, and I'm still living in the world like I did right? because I didn't know any better. Then, yeah, that person's still saved. That person is going to ha- going to happen.
0: Yeah, it just won't feel as good once you have Jesus inside you because there's going to be a little conviction every time you go. Out, yeah, yeah. Once God
1: you start and, learning more about the Word, then yeah, that conviction will really start, because mm-hmm. you're you're going to learn about this right and wrong, and you're going to learn that that lifestyle is not what you're supposed, how you're supposed to be living out. You know, and and there's definitely not going to be any fruits in, in your lifestyle.
0: Yeah, yeah, you that's know? true. Nothing, nothing it, it it's the worst position to be when you are Christian mm-hmm. and living in the world because mm-hmm. you get the worst of both worlds. Yeah, you get conviction from 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 the Holy Spirit, and then you get. You know no 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 fulfillment fulfillment or joy from the the worldly mm. things that you're still doing it's all
1: fleeting yeah. fulfillment you know yeah. it's there for a moment they're all dead ends all black mm. holes all rabbit holes going down trying to find solutions for world's problems and they're all dead ends yeah some people
0: try to or some people Trump, some people just don't know that that's the worst of both worlds and they you don't get do any it, of you know?
1: the blessings that God has in store for mm-hmm. you you know when you live outside of his will when you live outside of what he and how he intends you to live, you don't reap any of the benefits that he has planned for you. Any of the blessings he has planned for you, the, the doors he wants you to walk down and you don't go down. That would have led to success. That would have led, led to a happy marriage. That would have led to a a happy family. That
0: would have led to a good job. You're
1: not going to get any of that stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and on that note, between the, the, the both worlds, you know, between the fleshly living completely in the flesh and completely in the, in the the spirit Mm -hmm. or for Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, for Christ is so much better than living in the flesh. You know, I, I don't want to just say that because I'm a Christian, but I've experienced both. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to go around, you know, living in the flesh and getting doing all the fun things and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely fun, but the Spirit is better. There's peace. There's other things. There, there's other blessings. There's mm-hmm. people that are, that care for you and love you just for no no reason at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and then even when no one loves you, you understand that God still loves you. You know, you don't get... You don't have to live with anxiety or depression mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, it's, it's literally the best of both worlds. And yeah. then, you know, living in the flesh, you know, it has some good, you know, oh, it'll be fun and everything, but there's no fulfillment. There's
1: not. I mean, people will, will choose alcohol, they'll choose drugs, they'll choose sex, they'll choose whatever they want to in an effort to mask the holes that are, that are inside you know, in yeah. an effort to find resolution in something, in an effort to find a peace from the world that they're living in. Whereas when you're with God, he fills that hole the way it's intended to be filled. You know, yeah. and you, you get that fulfillment in life and you don't need to run away from anything else. You know, you get to live life peacefully, joyfully, uh, you know, casting. In, instead of you bearing the burden of your of your world, of your stresses, you get to cast all of those worries to God. And mm-hmm. you're like, God, I'm, I'm going to live by faith. I know you're going to take care of me. I know it's going to be fine. I know on the outside it doesn't look like it. I know my bank account doesn't look like it. I know my situation doesn't yeah. look like it. But I know that in the same way you take care of the birds, in the same way that you dress the fields with flowers, in the same way you take care of what we consider to be something so little, how much more important am I to you? Mm-hmm. How much more important am I that you're going to take care of me as my heavenly father, as my creator? And that's that faith that you rely, rely on. Yeah. Same with like your your worldly father, you know, your earthly father here, like, you have a confidence as long as you got a good father that he's gonna be taking care of you he's mm-hmm. gonna put food on the table he's gonna put a roof over your head clothes on your
0: back yeah you're you're not
1: worried about that you're not and, worried about when yeah. you come home is there gonna be dinner
0: and if a, a worldly father who's not completely good does all those things for you exactly how much more will your father in heaven how much more you? will your yeah. will
1: your father in heaven take care of you
0: i love that yeah yeah that that, that verse is really good the, mm-hmm. the comparison between the birds and then mm-hmm. from your father and father in heaven you know it's like insurance i used to think of it like that you got insurance (laughs) yeah honestly insurance honestly best one and it's free but um (laughs) i've been reading like the old testament prophets lately and i've been you know it 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 gives you a little insight on the personality of god and like Mm -hmm. how he judges and how he just you know more of what he does and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and there's this one jeremiah 220 i'm gonna read the whole thing long ago you broke off your yoke and tore off the bonds uh this is not it (laughs) Thank God! No, it's over here. It's Jeremiah two, five. <laughs> Choking <on> my coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's um. What did your ancestors find in me? They or that they strayed so far from me. They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. You know.
1: Like, that, that's a learning from your past. Mm-hmm. Learning from history, like observe people who did not believe in Christ. Observe their lifestyle. Hmm. Was it fruitful, or was it to their own demise? Yeah,
0: yeah. And right before that, it was talking about how good, you know, the uh, the younger Israel had been. You know, or they believed in God. You know, they were they were slaves, and they let them out Mm -hmm. of Egypt, and they were in a desolate city or Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. desert Desert. where no one could live, and God provided for them the whole time, forty years, Mm -hmm. and in the desert and everything, and. You know, and they just forget about it like it was nothing, you know. And they also in the desert when Moses went on the mountain, you know, God was there and he spoke to everybody and all the Israelites heard it. And they're like, whoa, no, no, no. we don't want to hear it anymore. You know, this is too powerful. You're going to kill us. So mm. then, you know, God only talked to Moses. He came down. His face was shining. All that happened. And they forget about it a couple a couple years later. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's
1: Yeah, hey, no, that, that's ridiculous. That's such a deep message in itself. Yeah. I mean, there's so many takeaways from that is sometimes God can be so obvious in your life and show up and you recognize it. Mm -hmm. But then some time passes and you forget that he's even there watching, and taking care and you start living and try to take control of your own life. You forget about it. And then even too, like, yeah, they were out in the desert for 40 years. Yeah. You know, let, let that be, let that be a lesson learned where sometimes you'll be praying for something and you're not seeing anything happen. Sometimes you're going to be like diligent with, with your devotion time and your reading and, and, and learning of the Bible and, Things that you needed to happen in your life aren't happening. And it's like, these people spent 40 years in the desert. And that was God's plan for that. So sometimes, it needs to be a lesson learned. Sometimes we need Mm to, there's three answers God's going to give you when you're praying. Yes, no, or later. Mm -hmm. Wait, not yet. Yeah. And we got to be okay with waiting.
0: Yeah. And uh, and, uh, God just judges justly. Mm -hmm. You know, these people saw God in the sky and everything and it's like, They saw like a little bit of his power and everything, you know, and a couple years later they forget about him. Mm -hmm. You know, how would these people, you know, live by faith? Mm -hmm. You know, if they can't trust what they saw, you know, one generation earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, how are we supposed to believe in him a couple, like a couple generations later? You know, God judges justly and he understands that we didn't see Jesus. You know, we only believe what's in this book and everything in Mm -hmm. our own experiences. When we believe like personally, my testimony is, you know, I believe in him. And the closer I got with God, and the more I read the Bible, the more God would show up. Yeah. And the more he would, he would show me things like this, and he'd give me revelations mm-hmm. and, and help me learn things. And I and I've got a lot more wisdom than I had when I was, you know, only two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot more. You know, I've grown a lot.
1: Yeah, it's, it's and, honestly so much more to say even about all of that. The closer you you re, the closer you run after God, the more
0: He shows up. Yeah. He yeah. He, he meets you where you're at. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And um, yeah, th- this insight, it's just um, what it, they followed worthless idols and became wor- worthless themselves. And then it talks more about how, you know, God's judged them. He says all the things you've done. And then you're like, and this is my judgment for you, um, things like that. But, you know, they're going to be invaded from the north. But they just, they just changed. They stopped following Jesus. You know, and once they stopped following Jesus completely, they, because it didn't happen right away. You know, it was years of stopping mm-hmm. following Jesus, and it just gets worse and worse and worse as you go. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, you got to follow Jesus. You know, he's going to judge you justly, and he understands that we, us in the church age, you know, we're on we're on a different standard because we don't see anything. Yeah. We, we see healings and stuff like that, but that's usually only after you know you've you've put some faith in him and you know let God take take the wheel a little bit to show you some yeah. things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, I. I think what you're trying to say here is it's another assurance for you to know that you're not going to lose your salvation. Mm-hmm. God sees that we are human; we're imperfect, we're emotional, stupid, we're dumb. We don't learn yeah. from our mistakes in our past, and enough time goes by, we're going to lose. We're going to lose that passion. We forget. Yeah, we forget. We forget.
0: God's so, but Ryan's, God's though.
1: just God. He's a righteous God, and and He is faithful to His word. When he says this, the blood of my son that you accepted as a sacrifice covers of you of all sin, and I see you as holy. When we stray off the path, 5, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and then when we we get to a place, sometimes we're stuck in that dark place. Like, I've, I've lived so long not going to church, like, God would not accept me again. Like, I can't, I gotta get myself right before I can go to church again. Like, it's yeah. been so long, I... I I, I fell off and I lived really in the world. Like, I'm a bad person. I've done some things that I'm ashamed of. Like, if, if you were in that in that situation, you got to recognize that God is a just and righteous God. He knows the human. He knows how we're going to act. Like, he's been around before all of time. And he's yeah. seen people, you know, throughout history. And he knows what to expect from us. Yeah. And he's going to be faithful to his word. So have an assurance that, if you're in a situation where it's been so long since you've reached out to God, know that God still loves you, that you are still made right because of the blood of Christ, that it, the blood of Christ is, is that powerful that you don't need okay. to get yourself right to Past come back to church. Future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a just and righteous. He's to be faithful to his word. And uh, and he still loves you. Yeah. You, did, you did not lose your salvation because you spent a decade living in the world, you know, denying Christ from, from a time where, you know, you were on fire when you were in middle school or high school. Yeah.
0: Now, a couple of the youth students, by the way, Eddie Ramos here, our mm. youth pastor.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, we did forget to
0: mention that. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a good he's a good guy. You know, he's he's a fun youth pastor. Yeah. Um. Some of the youth, the the middle schoolers, were asking us some hard questions a couple weeks ago. Mm. So you know, since we're doing salvation, they were all about salvation. So we're mm-hmm. gonna answer a couple of sure. those. Do babies go to heaven?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, babies do, in fact, go to heaven. You know, then the the question that pops up is like, but they never accepted Jesus as their savior. You know, they, no, of course, they didn't because they can't say anything. They they won't even let you know where their diaper's dirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, it's it's this idea of accountability. You know, that the the child is too young to have any concept of God, what He is, what the individual even is. Like, you, you know, you study psychology. You know, children, they get to a point where they have, like, self-awareness, where they're like, what? What? I'm a living person? I'm living mm-hmm. in this world? Like, th- that takes a couple years before they get to that place. You know, even just a self-awareness that they are a living entity in this world. Yeah. So, no, there's no accountability for an infant you know a toddler is certainly a miscarriage mm-hmm. uh, there's no accountability for them for god to see you never accepted my son as your savior you're going to go to hell like yeah. uh, god is a righteous and just god and mm, he recognizes yeah. that god's and, always right and honestly i mean we we dial it back a little bit there everybody is hopefully created everyone is created by the, in the image of christ the fact that an individual is born inside of marriage outside of marriage you know, honestly, to an extreme, you know, in in a rape scenario, the fact that an individual was created, inseminated, created, procreated, and came into this world, God did that intentionally. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a miracle. The birth, it, birth is a miracle in its own right, yeah. and that person has a purpose and a plan that God has for that individual, right? So, to 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 think that if an, a toddler, an infant were to tragically pass. And God would see that they didn't accept their son, his son as their savior and to, to deny him from heaven. It's like, he, he wouldn't do that. He created that person. He created that individual with a purpose yeah. and a plan out of love
0: mm-hmm. just because he they never they said, would die baby,
1: yeah, so. just because they didn't say the words, I, I receive your son as my savior. It It doesn't even know it's. It's a. It's not even aware mm-hmm. of life itself. Like so. Yeah. No, that baby yeah. certainly will go to heaven.
0: God. God will judge him on, a, on its own standard.
1: Yeah, on its own standard, a very relaxed standard because it's an infant. Yeah, and but I yes. was
0: thinking, you know, if if they they really do have to have a choice because, um, God says, you know, you, you got to choose or something, and um, when they when they die and go up to the white throne judgment, you know, they'll be there with no experiences, nothing to. God's not going to have the projector to review any of his life. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have any life. All you the know, sins
1: accountable for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's
0: going to be nothing. So it's going to be like, all right, you know, just pick heaven or hell, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, you never got the choice, so pick one now. And, you know, if they see heaven and they see hell, like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so God judges justly. And mm-hmm. I do believe, you know, babies do go to heaven. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say specifically babies do go to heaven, but.
1: Correct. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say specifically. God is just. And just like you were saying, you were reading a lot of the old prophets, and it gives you some insight on how God thinks. And it's kind of in that manner where you can reference. You read passages like that, and you learn and recognize how God kind of thinks, and how righteous he is, and how just he is. And with all of that information, you build this conclusion that if that scenario were to happen, an infant were to pass tragically, no, I know my God's a righteous God. It doesn't say it. In here, but I know he's a righteous God, and I know he's 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 he's
0: gonna be he's gonna do
1: good by this child. Yeah.
0: What about? Did Hitler go to heaven? (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) really, jump
1: into a far extreme here. Listen, I'm be I'm gonna be real honest. I don't know Hitler's personal walk with Christ at all. I don't think it's documented. I have not personally looked into Hitler that thoroughly. I do not think he was a believer of Christ. Yeah. You know, I don't think he took Jesus as his savior. He certainly wasn't walking the walk of a Christian. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say at face value, I do not believe Hitler is in heaven. Mm -hmm. I don't think he knew Jesus as a savior. If he did, he certainly wouldn't be, he wouldn't have done the things he had done. Honestly, I mean, for someone to do what he did, he must have been a puppet of the devil. He must have been possessed by a demon. He must have had some evil spirits in him to do the things that he did. So, and I'm I'm gonna say with confidence, he is not in heaven. Yeah.
0: To uh to lighten up that question, because you know, the reason why this question is here is because teeter tottered. Mm -hmm. You know, God's grace can cover Hitler's Mm -hmm. sins. You know, His grace Mm -hmm. is more than what Hitler did, and more than what anyone else in the world did. You know, if if Hitler did have like an encounter like Paul did in the Bible, you know, an angel, or God spoke to him, why are, or Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. You know, something like that happened to Hitler, and Hitler, you know, totally regretted everything he did and everything and repented right there mm-hmm. and accepted Jesus. You know, he would go to heaven. He mm-hmm. would. So that's, that's really where the question is. I don't know if that happened because, you know, Paul, in his instance, you know, he did something for the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. and Hitler didn't after he did what he did, so
1: correct yes so probably for those of you that that aren't aware uh, the paul that many of us are used to in reading through the bible when we talk about his his, that's his that was his his jesus given name his god given name uh he was referred to as saul prior and while saul was living he persecuted many christians he killed many many christians Yeah, he'd
0: he'd take them out their house put them in the streets and they'd kill kill him right there
1: kill him right there kill him right there and you know almost a parallel with hitler you know he he Almost. was he Almost. was he was awful. He sought after this demographic of people that mm. that took you know our God as the one and true God, and he persecuted them. He killed them. Yeah,
0: Their prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul mm-hmm. was prejudiced against uh, Christians, and Hitler was prejudiced against the or Jews. racist against Jews. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but Saul had a an, an encounter with God, and God, you know, spoke to him and showed him his wrongs and showed him that I do exist. And I actually have a plan for you. You are going to be very instrumental in 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 my history. You are going to be very instrumental in in the word here. Yeah. On and, the other hand, Hitler didn't, and so. and he didn't correct. So and Paul saw that. Paul recognized it. Paul repented. Mm-hmm. He turned from all that old ways. Acknowledged he had done wrong, and was very humble from even that moment out. Because I mean, could you imagine living with yourself, knowing the past life you did? Can you imagine going into a town where you had killed people and trying to now proclaim the word of God and try yeah, to be loving? Like, totally, who's going to believe you? Yeah. Who's going to believe? Like, can you imagine like yeah. that embarrassment? That humil—like it'd be humiliating to do something like I have no like I, I I would personally feel like I have no self-respect. Like, how could I even do that? Mm. So even that attests to his walk with God to to put that aside. Like, I got to put that down, and I still got to carry out my mission that God gave me. Paul was a tough dude. He was tough. So yeah, in that scenario. You know, he turned his life around, he's in heaven, and uh, to kind of go backwards a little bit, this idea that if Hitler were to have done something like that, repent and turn away, yes, the blood of Christ can forgive, you know, Hitler, you know, you know, this kind of segue into conversations about, you know, inmates right now that are in prison that have done some horrific things that have, that are in there for murder, that are in there for rape, you know, all sorts of heinous crimes, a lot of them in prison because of Prison evangelists mm-hmm. will come to know God as their, will come to know Jesus That's as their awesome. Savior. You know, they, they get a chance there to repent of their sins, to ask for forgiveness, and receive Jesus as their Savior. And they're completely and, and they are he, they are righteous. forgiven. They are mm-hmm. forgiven. You know, of the, of that of, of of their past, what they did. And I know from an outsider looking in, especially of you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a victim, but I'm especially from a victim's perspective, how unfair that may seem that like no they should not like they've done awful things it is really hard for us as as humans and 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 this is where that flesh legalistic mindset comes into play it's really hard to wrap our minds around that they're forgiven they're made holy by the blood of christ and god sees yeah. them as their child right because we are always we're trained so much of like wrong and right there's a yeah. consequence to doing wrong Right. There's a consequence to doing right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, consequence isn't necessarily a, a negative word. Like you do things right, you're going to get rewarded. Yeah, you know, and know, that's, that's the cool. consequence of doing right. But, uh you know, to, as a victim, to see something like that, have something like that happen to you, you. It's hard. It's hard. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Yeah. And even that that bringing in that word deserve none of us. Deserve Jesus as our Savior. Yeah, all of us are sinful. All of us have done things that we're ashamed of. All of us have done things that no one knows about that we did in secret that we are ashamed of. That if people found out, people would be ashamed of it. You know, but God sees it and He's still forgiving you. None of us deserve it. Yeah,
0: I think it's in First John one nine. If we confess our sins, He'll be He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it is, but I don't know. yeah, go I'll ahead find. And find that. Um, but i had something i forgot <laughs> um yeah let's just move on so in north korea their people can't they, they can't um talk about jesus you know uh king john Um, or however you say his name is a tyrant or a mm-hmm. communist and mm-hmm. he says the bible is not allowed there you can't talk about drugs yeah they're very restricted or, they're or thrown in jail very restricted
1: like, that. like i I don't know what their internet access is like. If they have it, I know it's very restricted. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they they aren't allowed to be exposed to things outside of their country. Uh, very protected in that sense. It it is very wild, um, and that's a a question. You know, to broaden it a little bit. People who don't have exposure to the word. People who don't have connection to resources to be able to have a bible presented to them for the gospel to be presented to them they don't get it they don't they didn't have the chance of learning who jesus was to accept him would they go to heaven or
0: not yeah and yeah, That's it's
1: you know and it, whether it be north korea whether it be a remote tribe in the amazon you know whatever it might be they're in a place where they're just cut off from access of the gospel yeah. If they'd ever had a chance to receive Jesus or not as their savior. And would they would they go to heaven or not? Again, this is a moment where we gotta lean on our faith that God is a righteous and just God and He sees that. And honestly, you know, I'll tell you even this much too. Not so much maybe North Korea, but like these remote tribes out in the Amazon or or wherever they may be, a lot of them have their own religions that they practice. A lot of them you'll see worship like the sun, for example, they have their sun god. And I didn't brush up too much to speak heavily on this today. But it is very peculiar how this remote tribe with no access to the world around them, something in them stirred up that there's more to the, to life than just what we see here. Mm-hmm. There's There's bigger forces at hand. There's yeah. something in them. There's
0: something innate. And I very much believe God puts that in people. Mm-hmm. On that to note, desire them. yeah. On that note, if God is always listening to everybody, whether they know Jesus, the name Jesus or not, if someone knows there's like a higher force, someone must have created this earth. Like in that tribe, um, if you ask God to show, like God, like or Mother Nature or something, you know, if 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 you know, wh- wh- is there someone out there? You know, if, if you ask humbly and you really want to know. You know, God's not going to hold himself back from you. He'll mm-hmm. show you yeah. something. Yeah. Whether it's speaking to you, a sign, something. You see a a, a, a tiger in tap dancing shoes in the mm-hmm. forest or something. like He'll show you something. He'll show you something. Um, and that's that's awesome
1: because so often God will meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. If you're desiring, resiring, he'll meet, and he speaks to you. The way you need to be spoken to, the way you understand, the way you're going to relate. You know, the Bible's filled so often with parables that Jesus shared. And those parables are intentional to those people, the audience he was sharing it with at that time because Mm -hmm. it's something they can relate to, you know. And it's in that same way, God will put these desires in you, these interests in you to seek something. Like there is something more out there. So even like these remote tribes, they see that. And again, when they pass and they're up in, you know, on the white throne meeting their creator they will be given an opportunity there like yeah, like this is you what is yeah, it? yeah this is you, know? you the the sun that you were worshiping that was me you know the, the moon that came like whatever you know they used mm-hmm. as their relationships for their religion in this remote tribe god will that symbolism that you had this is what it meant this is what it is this is what my son is you know this is the this is what it was that was in you that you were desiring and seeking and worshiping you mm-hmm. have a moment now and god you know you gotta recognize too this place in heaven He's going to be able to communicate to these individuals, like, intellectually. They're going to, there's going to be understanding. You know, their native tongue, whatever dialect it is, yeah. there he's going to have understandable conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And he's going to give them the choice there. Like, I, w- I would imagine, do you want to know Jesus as your Savior? Do you want to spend eternity in heaven with your Creator? The alternative, if you deny me, is you will forever spend eternal damnation in hell where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in a lake of fire. Yeah, you know what? What would you do? You receive me or not? Yeah, I you know? judge
0: you just justly, mm-hmm. and uh, back to the thing in North Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, it says in in Luke twenty four forty six. He told them, "This is what is written: The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in His name to all nations, beginning mm-hmm. at Jerusalem. Uh, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what My Father has promised." stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So it says, it does say it will be preached to all nations. And I don't know how it's going to get there. You know, whether it's by somebody going in there, you know, secretively. Or somebody getting a word straight from from God or something. Or seeing, you know, a vision or something. Because they understand this life is not fulfilling.
1: Yeah, There's something missing. I'll tell you what, man. In the same way the world finds ways to get illegal drugs mm-hmm. into the states. F- felons can get firearms mm-hmm. illegally. right? They're not allowed to. There's there's barriers put in place where these things mm-hmm. aren't supposed to come in, but they get in. Mm-hmm. In the same way, Christians are working in places around the world where they're not allowed in and they're finding ways Amen. to get in. Amen. You know, they are. They yeah. are. So I, I believe there's, there's satellites in, in, you know, when I say satellites, I mean groups of people that are moving around in the mm-hmm. dark in secret. I believe there's people getting into North Korea oh, yeah. and spreading the gospel. So I think Amen. To, to preach yeah. the gospel to all nations, I, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is.
0: China's turning like that too and, and mm-hmm. uh, we actually know mm-hmm. misfaith, you know. Yeah. Tries to put a little, you know, a little sugar on there, you know, some seasoning and stuff. <laughs> you know, but yeah, God's the best drug dealer, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna... No, but... Contraband uh, <laughs> <are> dealer.
1: No, he... Christians, they will get it in. They find mm-hmm. in the same way, the same way that the world works so hard to get their illegal illicit drugs into the hands of people where it's not supposed to be the same effort that they devote into doing that. There are Christian organizations doing the same thing, trying to bring that good into places where it's not yeah. supposed to be in.
0: God's the mastermind. Yeah, one yeah. time he he let I think it was John or Paul or Peter or somebody yeah. out of out of prison with an angel, and the doors just flew open. Yeah. he walked right out in front of the officers. Yeah, went straight home. You yeah, know. God's and, the mastermind. And
1: and really quick, I don't know if someone a, a viewer might make a comment here or uh, connect dots here, you know, an argument for well, wouldn't that then be illegal? If if it's illegal to preach the gospel in North Korea and these Christians are getting in there preaching, the are are they now doing something that is illegal and contrary to what the government is is asking of them? And is that not sinful practice? The Bible does speak about maintain an authority, respect an authority to governing bodies, the government, you know, a king, a royalty family, as long as it doesn't conflict with the word of God.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, so, like a priority. A priority list, mm-hmm. you know? It says
1: we are supposed to respect the law. We're supposed to not drive over the speed limit. We're, we're supposed to respect officers. We're supposed to not carry illegal firearms. We're supposed to not do illegal drugs. You know, mm-hmm. We're supposed to honor what the government is putting these, these rules and regulations for us. We're supposed to honor and not break those laws and break those rules. If we were to break them, then it's sinful. If we were to be speeding the church, you know, driving past the speed limit here says 45, we're doing 60, you know, we are sinning doing yeah. that. So if you're in a country where you're, it it is illegal to preach, you know, any type of religion, you know, like North Korea or something, for example, other than what the state religion is, the country religion is, if that's illegal, would it then be sinful? No, because the Bible does say uphold the laws set by our government. As long as they don't conflict with the word, yeah. and if the word is telling us to go and spread the gospel to mm-hmm. all nations, then we are to do that. Yeah. So it, it would not be sinful. Like I just wanted to bring that up, just in case there were you yeah, were yeah. wanting to connect those dots. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, if you're if you're you said, if if like those people that worship the sun or the moon, you know that was a sign because they don't they don't know anybody. They don't know the name Jesus. Yeah, they don't know the name Jesus. Yeah. Either. For a polytheistic person, you yeah. know, who believes in in Buddha and, and uh, Muslimism or is- Islam or how do you mm-hmm. say that, and Jesus Christ, is like, all right, well, one of them has to be right. You know, let's just believe in all of them so that I yeah. get to heaven. We'll be how covered. Does-
1: I'll just be covered. I'm going to believe them yeah.
0: all. <laughs> yeah, extra
1: insurance. You <laughs> yeah, know? extra insurance. But, uh,
0: yeah, how would that person, what would their salvation look like? Mm-hmm. Do you,
1: think? you know, in a, in a situation like that, I think in the very beginning of our, of our, our podcast here, we spoke about what about an individual... Who didn't, who wasn't convinced that when they prayed the prayer of salvation, it was for real. That wasn't convinced. Like, maybe I was just going through the motions. I didn't really do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: God recognizes the authenticity, if it was genuine or not. Yeah. So if there was an individual that said, you know what, I'm just going to accept, you know, all these religions. I'm going to try to practice all of them because I want to really, like, have over-insurance and make sure I'm getting to whatever heaven is. God rec- God sees your heart in that as well, and He recognizes your authenticity in that. And if you, if there is no authenticity, if you simply s- said the words just to go through the motion because you were, you were thinking you're checking off the boxes for all these religions and making sure I'm covered on all of them, I I don't think God is going to honor
0: that. Yeah, I don't know. think so because He knows your heart. We don't. We can't tell you or you don't. what your heart says, but you no. know, and, you know, and you listen. You can convince
1: yourself that. You're covered. You could. You can convince yourself. Like, I don't know how many people out there are watching, but you convince yourself of a lie, being naive, right. thinking you're with somebody and, and, and saying like, no, this person's good to me. This person, I love this person. This mm-hmm. person's great. And you're just convincing yourself that it's oh, a good relationship. Like, like dating. Oh, yeah. Like dating. Yeah. You're convincing yeah. yourself. You could do it. You mm-hmm. could do it. But everyone around you is like... Why are you so dumb? Like you're naive. Like this person's awful. So it's a toxic horrible. relationship. Yeah. Why are you still going back to him? Yeah. But you be- you're convincing yourself that no, no, we're gonna make this work. But you're not. Like you're you're fooling only yourself. Yeah. You could do that. You could do that with this with like this religion. You can convince. You, I'm saved. Check. Accept Jesus. Check. Accept Buddha. Check. Accept you know. Check. You, you can convince yourself you're covered. Yeah. But God knows your heart, and He knows if you are authentic or not. Your lifestyle certainly would be an indicator to you know showcase where your heart is. Yeah. So I can't blanket cover it and say no they're not saved, but I I would say there's a very high likely chance that you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows your heart, he knows if it feels authentic or not.
0: Yeah. And uh on that note I want to say one guy used logical deduction to believe in Jesus because the Muslims mm-hmm. believe Jesus was a good prophet. I gotcha. But Jesus and and, and uh, Muhammad disagree with each other. So one is right and one is wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's one or the other. And if Muslims give pro- uh, props to Jesus, you know, that's something to look at. Mm-hmm. All right? So it could be either one Muslim. So that's not really a, a straightaway religion. They don't have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. And then same with, Buddha... Same with Jews. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually... Yeah. Well, okay. Buddha, they also give uh, props to Jesus. And then some other religion he named gave props to Jesus. Another religion gave props to Jesus, but no one else, like the Muslims didn't give props to Buddha. The Buddha didn't give props to mm. the other ones and no one, no one, but they all gave props to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, they all understood Jesus was either a prophet a good man or somebody that was spiritually mm-hmm. inclined to, to do, heal, heal people for, as they're uh, from the sick. um, You know, heal broken legs and stuff like that. And, and raise again on the third day, you know, and if they all give props to Jesus, why not just believe in Christianity that, mm-hmm. that believes in Jesus only? Because yeah. Jesus con- does contradict those people, because he says, "I'm the way no, I'm the, the only truth, way life. Mm-hmm. I'm the only way the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. You know no one comes to the Father except through me. Um, mm-hmm. So why not just believe in Jesus? Yeah And Judaism is very hard to understand for me. I, I don't really know,
1: because I know the, I, the big thing is, they believe Jesus existed, that he walked on this earth, but they don't take him as the, sa- the Messiah. Yeah, they don't believe he resurrected.
0: Oh, okay, that's where it draws They line, believe
1: that another Messiah is still yet to come.
0: Yeah, I know. I know Ben Shapiro. I really like that guy. He's really smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the way he talks. <laughs> you know, he talks fast. something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it is a very specific way.
0: He, he is cool. He's really cool. But um, yeah, he was saying about because he's he's Judaism or Judea, Jewish, no, Ju- Jewish. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> know, yeah, know, he's Jewish, sense. and um, he was saying. Yeah, we, believe, we, we we don't believe that Jesus was even a prophet. And I was like, really? Like, you don't give any props to Jesus? You don't believe that he raised him? Because, you know, he was there. He said that Jesus, Judaism believes that Jesus was, uh, I don't want to. Uh, a great teacher. A great, yeah, a great teacher or like a, what do you call the, um, to people that are really into it uh, a, like a zealot, okay, a zealot guess, yeah. like one of those people, like a revolter mm-hmm. that, that wanted to revolt and he died for his, mm-hmm. his crimes against the, mm-hmm. the religion. Yeah. And um, so that's what he thought Jesus was. So I'm, I'm kind of confused about Judaism. I gotta, I gotta learn more about it before I make any claims. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, but they do believe in God and God is God. God is still God. God is connected to Jesus. Jesus is God's son. But it does say that, you know, no one comes to the father except through me. And Jesus mm-hmm. said that. No one mm-hmm. comes to God the Father except yeah. through me. So there's kind of a like a gray area that I don't really know because I, I know Jewish people are, are the people of, of or God's children. You know, they're like the OG children. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're the children of well, God. Well, that's even too
1: wide. I mean, uh, we're going to get too deep into it, but certainly yeah. worth another podcast. You know, in Revelation, when it speaks about um, the great rapture and all of that, you know, there's different theologies about time frames of when this millennium period is supposed to be happening and what what is supposed to be happening within that time. And there's one that, you know, there's going to be a time period specifically for, uh, for, for, for Judaism and all the Jews out there to have an opportunity to take Jesus as their Savior. An yeah. opportunity there for them to see, you know, the errors and to accept Jesus. But even to like the other religions as you were speaking about, th- it is something wild to think about Christianity is probably the most compared religion to any other one. Everything yeah. is always compared to it.
0: Uh uh-huh, yeah. Everything
1: is com- yeah. everything is de- de- Christianity is the most debated religion. I
0: think I think Christianity was was 30% of the world is Christian, 15 is atheist, 15 is Muslim and then it goes down from there mm-hmm. like 10. And then it also has uh, Calvinists, mm-hmm. Juda- Judaism, um, Protestant churches. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if if those are so, part of the Christian. Religion.
1: Yeah, so those. Yeah, those are Christianity is a very broad umbrella, and under it is Catholics, Protestants, Evangelicals, uh, Baptists, Later Day Saints. You know, all all of, Seventh Day Adventists. Those are all under the umbrella of Christianity, um, which is probably even another reason why Christianity is the most debated of religions. Because I'm sure they probably will debate. Judaism, and that's or uh, Catholicism. Catholic, being a Catholic, they'll debate that, and that's under an umbrella of Christianity. Yeah, but there is something to be said about it. You know, it's the most controversial. Why? Why is it the most? Why is it the most debated?
0: Yeah, um, is it? Is it
1: because people want to believe in anything other than Christianity? Is it a rebellious nature? Yeah, is it a rebellious nature? Yeah, it's it like, kind of
0: is. You know? I,
1: I want to believe in something else. I don't want. It's too mainstream. That's. Uh, it's too too obvious, you know. It's what it's what everyone else is believing. I want to believe something different.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it is it is really really like that. It's kind of rebellious. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody gives credit to Jesus, and if you just use like, like the more you get into it, you see like, well, it's all kind of pointing to Jesus, you mm-hmm. know. But maybe that sign is too, you know, oh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a sign for you. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, the good shepherd, is trying to get his sheep back. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like,
1: a- again, it's that thing of, of you convincing yourself otherwise.
0: Mm-hmm. You open your eyes. Open yeah. your Like, stop. Stop fighting it. See what everyone else is seeing. And sometimes people that can't see, can't see it right in front of them they won't believe solely because of that and yeah. they'll ask god for a sign it's and too obvious sometimes it's too obvious i uh, miss it yeah asking for a sign is not the way to go i'm i'm trying to look up where cuz paul in the beginning of like all of his letters he talks about the the Israel, or the jews first and then he mm-hmm. talks about the gentiles mm-hmm. um but there there's there's a lot to be said about it i can't find a good place but yeah, the Jews yeah, are... Jesus was a are, Jew. Yeah, yeah. They're they're all Jesus' OG children, you know? Mm-hmm. OG children. Uh, yeah, and then um, where, like, some people would think, like, hey, he's kind of racist towards everyone else because he's, he's prejudiced towards Jews. He likes them better than us. You know, yeah, but he's given us, like, he, just because it's on a different standard doesn't mean he loves them more, you know? Mm-hmm. He's given us, actually, a chance, Gentiles, a chance to... Be part of that, you yeah. know. So don't be don't be angry. Yeah. Be be super super thankful. Be beyond yeah. thankful about it. That that now we're part of yeah. the, his his uh, kingdom. You know, we're his yeah. children now.
1: Often, like you're saying, often in the Bible there are specific letters written to groups of people, and it could very much seem, you know, borderline racist. Why are you favoring this group over this group? Why is this group not accepted by that group? You know, why would it be such you know heresy for this? group of person to to speak to a different group you know you could see like there's these parallels it's like eh, it's almost racist in here but you have to remember the time frame of when these letters were written that that's how the, the world was conducted they were very much you know segregated in that manner they very much had this you know this hierarchy of who's better what group of people are better than others so you have to recognize that social aspect, that social construct. They have to. They're get. They're going to maintain that in the word, you know, because it, it was that time frame. But the deeper you get into the word, you recognize all the different symbolisms and all of it. You recognize that these things, such as like an uncircumcised gentile or something like that, you know, that is symbolism for someone who hasn't repented and taken Christianity as their religion. You know, so you you start picking up on those symbolisms and. You don't you don't look at it with this lens of groups of people and if I'm not part of that group then I'm not good enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of these questions here actually, they're in the Bible. You know, Paul kinda kinda when he's writing to people, he he asks some questions like here it says, uh this is Romans three, one what advantage then is there to being a Jew or value in their circumcision? Very much in every way. So there is an advantage of being a Jew and there is you know, advantage in, in being circumcised, being baptized, thing, things like that that you mm-hmm. do to show your
1: mm-hmm. um, because
0: like public stuff in your faith. Yeah,
1: public declaration. Yeah. Because that's what it was. Like, what advantage is it being Jew and circumcised? It's not that the circumcision was advantageous. It was that why you even got circumcised. It was because you believed in God. You took God as your one and only God, as the God. Like, mm-hmm. when you make that proclamation, then... You are circumcised to let everyone else know. You know, yeah. I, I believe in God. I am now part of this group. I believe in that. I, and I, I am I am committed. Mm, yeah. So it's not necessarily the fact that it was the circumcision that separated you. It was That was just like the physical symbol for others to, to make note and to show your commitment. Yeah. It's the why you got circumcised.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, well, not on that note. But I was thinking, like, a lot of people um, go on the streets street pastors and they talk about Jesus and mm-hmm. there's always people that disagree with him and they're like oh you can't do this because of that because of that because of that you know is God really just because of he, he let babies die or he lets bad things happen to people and other things like that and it, it Paul asks questions to himself like this one what if someone were unfaithful will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness faithfulness not at all let God be true in every human being a liar as it is written so that you may be proven right when you speak and prevail when you judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep going. but if our righteous unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness more clearly, what shall we say? So it's saying like what we do bring if what we do shows God in us, we still do unrighteous things, you know If that brings out God more in us, then what should we say God is unrighteous? That's mm-hmm. what it says next. Mm-hmm. God is, that God is unrighteous in bringing out er, his wrath on us. I am um, using a human argument that's in quotations. Certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Uh, someone might argue, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but it asks questions no, it, it's, that people
1: it, still ask today. He even says, I ask this from a human spe- perspective, like uh-huh. he, in a human argument. He's literally asking the question, if I stray off the path and I become unfaithful, is God going to be unfaithful? Mm-hmm. Will I then lose my salvation? Will then he not receive me? And he says, certainly, certainly not. not. Exactly. Says, certainly not. God is forever faithful. We are forever going to be liars.
0: Yep. And he's always He's always just because that's not... He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be. He can choose be. not to be, but that's his personality. That's and, what he wants to be. And,
1: and, and in, in that, in our unrighteousness... It shows how much more righteous God is yeah. because he's faithful to his word. Yeah, there's a big gap
0: between there's us. There's a big and gap. Like, it, it grows it says, every day when you start thinking about it.
1: It says, forever we'll be liars. Forever we're going to be sinful. Mm-hmm. We are. No matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we dedicate ourselves, how committed we are. We are going to fall short. And to the listeners, don't worry. You know, keep
0: trying to be better. You know, yeah, try always, always, always strive, always strive. Always, I mean,
1: always. you know, I try to live by a motto, but be better, be a little, even if it's a little bit, be a little bit better today than I was yesterday.
0: Like you said earlier, God knows your your motivations knows, behind yeah, it. And if you're trying, reasons. if you're he's trying, gonna give you props. He doesn't for it.
1: expect perfection. Uh huh. I think it's reasonable for him to expect you to try your best. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's best is a different level. Yeah, everybody's best Definitely. is a different level. Like someone's best. To another, could be like it really wasn't that hard to do that, and it grows. But, but for that individual, it was it was hard for them yeah. to even just do that. And God sees that; He honors it, He acknowledges
0: uh-huh. it. The harder it is, and you still you still resist that temptation or that sin, yeah. God will give you more props for that. Yeah, He's he gives, just there's he honor in your that. Heart.
1: Yeah, He sees He sees mm-hmm. that struggle for every single thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're always going to fall short. We're always going to be sinful, and and it's okay. Even in that, it just showcases more like how righteous and just is god like he is still faithful like i i thought i was doing good and, and here i am like last week i told myself i wasn't going to do this anymore and here i am i just did it yeah here i am i just did it like god thank you so much for being patient with me thank you so much for being merciful for to me because i i can't i can't do this i struggle and i'm I'm just thankful that you love me so much and thankful for your son that you sent to die on that cross yeah. that that blood covered me like you knew i was gonna fall Like even in that like here I was a, a week ago thinking I'd never do this again. Yeah, but you knew I would.
0: The harder he gets, but, for you, us, but you, you knew know, I
1: would, and you forgave me still, anyways.
0: If our heart is in the right place, you know we we feel it even more mm-hmm. thankful that God's done what He's done and mm-hmm. how much He loves us. And even if He does punish us, you know that's that's He doesn't punish us; He disciplines us. Mm-hmm. So it's punishment, but it's meant it's for us to grow better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's a really that's a really thing. Like, or that's a really good distinction between God punishing us and disciplining us, that He wants to make us better. He doesn't punish us just because we did something bad. It's not an eye for an eye with Him. It's a father to a son with Him. It's, Mm -hmm. I want you to be better. I don't want you to fall in this sin because this doesn't give you fulfillment. This hurts you. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that, but I do, so I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to make you, you know,
1: learn. Real quick, just to expand shortly on that, this idea of of discipline punishment, this isn't something like, you did something wrong, so God is gonna cause a car accident to happen. God's gonna cause you to trip and no, fall and break no, your arm. God's not gonna help God's that. gonna cause your relationship, you and your boyfriend to break up. Yeah. Like that's that's not the discipline punishment we're talking about. Only
0: if it's bad. And if you wanna get out of that relationship and you can't, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. he'll he'll intervene for you, he'll help you, but yeah. he's only gonna help.
1: Yeah. Never The, the disciplining else. stuff is let's say you are going through a hardship, you know. God has the ability to pull you right out of it, to bring someone in your life that'll, that'll help you get through it. Like, he can. He very much can do that. Mm-hmm. He can perform miracles, things outside of our imagination he could do. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to let you ride this out a little bit because when you get to the end of this, you're going to have so much more character development. You're going to be so much more patient. You're going to have so much more discipline, so much more self-control. You're going to be a stronger person. This is going to force you to rely on your faith walk with me. This is going to This is gonna be what it takes For you to get deeper in your word and to seek me first, and instead of you trying to be in control of your life, so that's what this discipline is is like. He's like, I can, I can pull you right out of that situation, put you somewhere else. Yeah. But what good would that do to you? Exactly. Become a spoiled brat. You know, if I pulled you out of every problem, I gave you everything you ever needed, and you didn't have to try and do anything, I just gave it to you. You'd just be spoiled, and you'd be ungrateful.
0: You wouldn't be able to use you later in life Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you need to talk to somebody. You don't have that patience to talk to this really annoying person. Mm -hmm. How many times, you know, have, have have you gone through something
1: in your life? That is now a testimony that you can share with somebody. Like if I didn't go through these things, you know, X, Y, or Z, then I couldn't speak about it to somebody. I couldn't relate to somebody about it. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't reach them the same way someone who didn't go through
0: that, try to reach them. Yeah. All right. Well, we're short on time, but we have one last question so we can make it quick. Uh, Do people that commit suicide go to heaven? If, if they receive
1: Jesus as their Savior prior to it, yes, I do think so. I know there's some, you know, mainstream religions like Catholics, they very much believe that if you committed suicide, that is an unforgivable sin, that you've lost yeah. your salvation. It's, it's not, it's this idea that your life isn't your own to take it, right? Mm-hmm. God gave you life, the miracle of birth, like he had a purpose and plan for you, and it, you being born was intentional by God. He gave you life. This idea that you have this power and authority to take your own life, you don't have that power and authority. So to do that, uh, they think it's unforgivable. But no, nowhere in the Bible does does it say that. And again, this is one of those moments where deciphering who God is and how he thinks and his righteousness, we have to lean on that faith that he's a just God. If someone's at a point in their life where they're choosing to end it, it's because they're living a traumatic life. It's hard. it's hard there's things going on in their life that they feel worthless they feel like they're unimportant they feel like they're not loved they don't have someone in their life that could help and them. and maybe if maybe if they do maybe if they did have people even still like i know of, of families of parents who were loving and it was it, it was such a surprise that their their son or daughter took their life like we didn't know they were unhappy we didn't know this that's the yeah. devil having tricked them that's the devil having deceived them into thinking that they're not important, that they're not worth it, that it would be better off for you to just end it now. You know, they were deceived into doing that. I really so, hate that. So it, it, if a scenario like that happened, I, I do believe our God's a just and righteous God, and He sees that. And if that individual had prayed the prayer of salvation before
0: that, and they, know, they knew Jesus as their Savior, I do believe they go to heaven. I agree with you. I think, you know, killing somebody, even if it's yourself, it's still a sin, killing somebody, it's a forgivable sin.
1: Mm-hmm. So. It is, and it's hard, to, it's hard to say that, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today. All right. This has been Reaching for the Bible. Eddie, thank you for no coming on the show. Glad to be here. we got to have you again. You know, we still got more things to talk about. Amen. Plenty to talk about, always. All right. Make sure you like and subscribe, and we'll see you later. All right. See you guys later. <sighs> I meant to say we are reaching for you. That's it right. <laughs> We are reaching Dude. for you. Amen. Uh, all right. Good stuff. That was good, yeah.